Hey, I'm Kylie Kelly, and I'm obsessed with all things business and motherhood and helping you navigate the messy and magical seasons of both. I'm a boy mama that grew a successful photo biz before hanging up my straps in 2020 to pivot. Yes, we're allowed to do that. Now I help other CEO mums just like you grow an audience of raving fans fast. But this podcast is way more than that. Think of it as your coffee date or happy hour with your girlfriends as we talk real life. Money, challenges, growth, frustrations, marketing, the messy middle, it's all welcome here. So get comfy and join us. Welcome to This Mama Means Business. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Before we dig in, I have a question for you. I want to ask you if you know what a buyer type is. Don't worry if you don't, neither did I, until this conversation that I'm sharing with you today with lead generation strategist Amber Hansel. In this chat, Amber and I discuss the four different types of buyers that are out there and why we need to know about them as a small business owner that is selling stuff. Now, before we dig in, let me tell you a little bit about Amber. So Amber is a lead generation strategist that's built a business connecting business owners to their ideal clients so that they can impact the world while reaching their highest potential. That sounds amazing. Her mission is to encourage and empower her clients to grow their businesses as a lead generation expert or support them in their coaching business to allow doors of opportunity to open for them as they step into their CEO role. When she's not deep in connections, she's homeschooling her two boys on her small acreage in Alberta, Canada, which can I say, Amber, also sounds amazing. To keep her sanity through it all, she loves a good cup of coffee and a walk outside. So friends, grab your pen and paper, get ready to take notes because I want you to listen to what she has to say about these four different buyer types and then reflect on what the majority of your audience might be made up of and how you can tweak your sales pages, your emails, the things that you are doing when you're selling so that it speaks more to your audience. This is a pretty short but fairly juicy episode. So let's dig in and welcome Amber to the podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to introduce you today to Amber. Welcome, Amber. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks, Kylie. I'm so happy to be here. I am excited to chat about buyer types. Yes, so good. So good. So before we get into all the juicy content, can you just let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and I guess your journey into this? Yeah. So I am a lead generation strategist and mentor. So I help social media managers and VAs really dive into lead generation for their business and for their clients. Been in this industry for five years, unbelievably. Um, you know, starting as the VA into social media and management. And then I really just realized that it's about connecting people. And that's really where my passion lies and, and everything in your business kind of will circle around connecting with people. And that's just how I fell into it. And then in my spare time, I homeschool uh, my two boys on a little acreage in Alberta, Canada. Amazing. I love how you brought that back down to such a human level, right? It is just about people and connecting with people. And I feel like so often we just complicate it with, I don't know, like terms and jargon and but it actually is quite simple. Yeah, exactly. I know people get really scared by the term lead generation, but it's not scary. It's just generating people in your business. Yes, 
I love that. Okay, so let's talk biotypes. So when we first connected, we were talking about leveraging biotypes. Let's bring it right back to like, what do you mean by biotype? And what do our listeners need to know about when we're talking about this? Yeah, so biotypes really describe your personality when you go to purchase something. So we all react differently when we go shopping. It's about how we make that decision. Um, There's four main biotypes that I kind of go through. Um, They're analytical, amiable, driver, and expressive. And I'll kind of walk through what really each one is and how we can improve our engagement using these biotypes. Um, And you'll probably be like, oh my gosh, that's me. Or, oh, that's my audience. Or I and this one and this one. And that's okay. A lot of times we are more than one buyer type. And sometimes you're like, oh, for big decisions, I'm this. And for little smaller decisions, it's something else. And that's okay. So analytical buyers are really buyers who are non-relationship orientated, and they're going to be introverted as they like to process information. They want data, numbers, statistics, (laughs) all of the numbers. So you're really going to have to give them the time to consider all these facts that you're giving them and not pressuring them into that decision because they're running the numbers. And so really telling them and repeating yourself what your service does do and what it doesn't do. So for engagement, so we know for engagement on social media, there are two types of engagement. There's inbound engagement and outbound engagement. Inbound engagement is the engagement that you receive on your content. Outbound is what you give to others. So inbound engagement for analyticals. So content can look like statistics, case studies, and asking them facts, you know, in order for them to engage what they want. Um, And outbound. So when you are talking to them in the DMs, you're really going to be declaring those facts and straight to the point because they're not looking for that relationship of like, how's your kid doing? They just want like the numbers. I love that. I guess that goes with email as well, right? Like making sure that when we're sending emails, we're including the numbers and we're thinking about that as well and not like shying away from those kinds of emails. Yeah, absolutely. It's really goes across all of the content and everything that you're putting out for people that you need a variety of content for the variety of buyer types in your audience. And when you put out the variety of content, then your engagement is going to be different. Your DM conversations are going to be different and you'll actually find they're going to be more efficient because you know how to talk to this person. You know what they want. Um, So another buyer type is amiable. These ones are very introverted and they want that deep connection with you. So they're going to be the ones that probably are not talking about business with you. They're talking about everything else in their life. So because they're very motivated by stability and cooperation. So making sure that they're very comfortable with social aspects. And because they don't like change and chaos, you're going to need to highlight 
the ease of transition your service is going to provide. You don't want to shake up their life with your service because they will not buy from you. So some engagement um, inbound, so consistent messaging. They want to see the same thing and how it can create the stability for them. Amiable buyers are going to be very loyal to you. When you have an amiable buyer, they're going to stay with you. And they need those personal assurances. Because of the deep relationship they they have with you, they want to know that it's okay. So once again, they love small talk in the DMs and relate to them personally. So you can't rush that decision from them, but you can tell them how your service is going to help them in that transition. Driver buyers are the ones that we absolutely love to have, but don't have very many. So they're very extroverted and they have no need to build a relationship with you outside of the working one. So they're the ones in the DMs that are like, send me the link. I'm in. You know, we all want those, but like without having a conversation beforehand, they're not very common truthfully. So they're motivated by that power and respect. So you need to show them respect for their position without allowing yourself to be knocked over because they can be intimidating to those that are, say, an amiable or an analytical, but you're selling to them. So you really need to take account, okay, I can stand in my own because I know that my service is going to help them. So engagement can be, you're going to make statements very concise and brief and active because they are going to be active. So prepare a list of options that they can control. They want control. So you're going to tell them, yes, you can control this. And these are my facts and results that I will help you get. Because with drivers, they know the details of their business. So focus on the big picture benefits that you can offer for them. So what is your service going to help with in three years rather than those small details? You're right. I know we have one more to do, but I'm already like going like, oh yeah, I can see myself as a mix of some of these and I can identify some of my clients as what they would be. So this is really interesting. Yeah. And so the last one is expressive. So expressive, they're extroverted, but they want that friendly relationship with you. I always feel like they're those like bubbly people that are like out there. They want that relationship. They vibe with you. They really love recognition and approval. So just show, trying to show your service on how it elevates their image and the relationship with you. Because you're going to spend time developing that relationship with them. You also, at the same time, they want to avoid like interpersonal conflicts. So you need to like ride that line. So engagement with Expressive, you're going to use testimonials, personal information, antidotes to explain your service. Because they want to be your friend, you need to have those stories. And they're probably going to be the ones watching your reels that are the funny ones. So try to be engaging and funny. Considering that all four of them are so different, is there like an ideal launch length, sales length. So if these buyers are going through our processes, does that mean to accommodate them all, we need to aim for a particular length of a launch or how would you recommend people go about that? So everyone's audiences are going to be different and you're most likely going to have like a main buyer type in your audience. So you're going to adhere more to that main buyer type and the rest will fall into line. 
Like I most likely have amiable and analytical. So I've introverted, slow processing people. Therefore, longer launch time so they can slowly process all the information. If you have more extroverted, you know, um, drivers, even some expressives, then a shorter launch can be okay. But also, like I said at the beginning, it's going to depend on what you're launching. If it's a higher ticket item, it may take people longer than like a $97 course or, you know, something like that, it may just be a difference on what you're doing. But how to identify these people in your audience is how they respond to your DMs, um, like how that conversation's happening. And looking at your analytics and seeing where your content is really resonating. Where's that high engagement? Where is it hitting? And you'll see the content pieces. You'll be like reading it and be like, okay, that was an analytical post. It got lots of comments and likes. My audience is most likely analytical. When we're launching, we're most likely using numerous types of content throughout to touch on everyone. We use storytelling, we use promo posts, you know, we use behind the scenes. So therefore you can kind of see where your audience is hitting. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that's really good. Like full disclosure, I do not do anything in my DMs apart from connect with people and chat like for collaborations and things, right? So I hate social media. I'm like not on Instagram really much at all. But I think from what you're saying and what you've shared already, I use a lot of email and I have a membership that has over 100 members. So I guess it's almost looking at my existing clients as well as what's hitting home with the emails that I'm sending and things like that to assess it, right? So would, is that kind of what you would suggest for people that don't use social media much? Yes. So for those, like email is such a great lead generation tool and cannot be discounted that I think a lot of people discount. But yes, you can look at your open rates, your click rates, see where your unsubscribes are happening. Um, also a good one is in like nurture sequences in funnels that you have set up where are people falling off in those emails. And that will also really tell what your audience and as well, like if you have freebies, which masterclasses are benefiting your audience or that they're being more attracted to. Yes. I love that. Okay. And then Another question that came to mind as you were chatting before is sales pages. So I guess step one is to identify the buyer type that most likely is in our audience. And then I guess keep that in mind when we're writing our sales pages as well. Is that right? Yeah, I would definitely. But also remembering that you're going to have a variety of different people. Like you don't always just want to target everything to one buyer type because then you could have someone that's a potential client, but they're reading it and is like, this isn't me but it is for them. So you're going to, I guess, side it more towards your main buyer type, but still adding in a few, like say a little personal story, maybe at the beginning with like a statistic midway through. I think so often we just create things that feel good to us, right? Which is still good, still really important. And funnily enough, I think that the buyer types in my audience are probably very similar to me. Like you said earlier, like I'm more introverted than extroverted. So I probably attract that into my audience. So that's okay. But I think it's funny that we follow templates or we do things that we think we have to do without necessarily thinking about all of this stuff. So yeah, it's really good insight to have. Yeah, absolutely. I know. We definitely attract who we are because, you know, it, it can be hard talking to a very bubbly extrovert if we are introverts that, you know, 
don't do that because it exerts a certain amount of energy. But we have to know that these people too can be part of our circle. We may just not want like a hundred of them. We may just want like 10 of them, you know? And so, yes, we do have certain buyer types within our audience and, you know, identifying them and then kind of, I don't want to say catering, but almost catering to what they need, because then it's going to make selling easier, whether you're in the DMs or on emails or on Zoom calls, you know, okay, I'm going into a talk with a amiable, they're very introverted, they need this relationship with me. I'm going to ask how they're doing today, how their week has been going and how I can help them next week to really build that relationship with them. And then they're going to be like, wow, I really want to be and she can help me. I love that. And it it makes us feel more confident as well, right? With more direction of what we need to do or how we need to show up and even preparing for it. Because I can imagine that buyer type and that conversation is very different to that direct person that just wants what they want and they want it now. So I can imagine the energy that you need to show up in is very different as well. Yeah, exactly. The preparation that you need and like, you know, maybe that uh, one conversation is an hour conversation and the other one is 20 minutes. So making sure too in our days that, you know, we are where we need to be energetically and mentally for different conversations. And that's why too, it's so important for, you know, lead generation engagement isn't just just a comment, we are connecting with real people on how they feel and do things every day. Oh, so good, Amber. Okay. So do you have like a resource, a cheat sheet? What can you give our listeners if they're like, I want more about this? I need some help. Like, where should we send them? And what have you got? Yes. So I do have this whole masterclass is available. And if you're looking more into also doing lead generation, but you're not sure where to start, I do have a freebie on six steps to clarify that um, to get. But as always, my Instagram, that's where I hang out, is uh, fully loaded with tons of tips. And my DMs are open to hang out in. I love that. Well, I'll put all the links in the show notes, but thank you for this and opening my eyes to the things I need to think about because I had never actually considered that this was a thing. So thank you so much for coming on and, and just sharing so much value with us. I can't wait to share it with everyone. Thank you. This was such a good conversation. Every single week, I do my best to bring you two episodes that are going to really add value to your life, whether they speak to your motherhood journey or your business one. I pour my heart and soul into this podcast, recording and editing them all myself. So there is a really simple way you could return the favor if you would leave me a review. Head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and let me know how I'm doing. Leave me a few words that let me know what content you like best or what you might like to hear in the future. I create this for you, so I would appreciate that so very much. For the show notes and links from today, please head over to my website, kyliekelly.com slash podcast. I cannot wait to bring you more value and more juicy content to your earbuds soon. But for now, I hope you continue to have an incredible day and know that mama, you've totally got this shit. Okay. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,